Hello, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Look at God Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We have a special young lady with us tonight. One of three phenomenal young ladies that I have come to know over the many years. The Lord has given me life. We have a phenomenal Shannon with us. Hey, y'all. What's up? What's up? What's up? How you doing, Shannon? <laughs> I'm good. Has 2023 did you? Oh, it beat me up, brought me back up, beat me up some more, and now I'm here with y'all. <laughs> and now you're here with us. Hopefully, <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's start off a little different. Before we even get to the icebreaker, we're still gonna do an icebreaker today. But you know, how are you doing, Derek? How you been, dog? I'm doing good, man. Um, here, obviously, coming in towards the end of the year, um, it's been heck of a year there's been traveling there's been fatherhood there's been uh work there's just been i don't know look at everything different work i was working not working you know voting not voting go Kanye west um but for the most part man um yeah i mean it's, it's, it's had some challenges this year but like all we've we've rebelled we kept pressing forward yeah, that's good. How about yourself? Uh, it's a Bible verse that I recently read. I read it today. I posted on IG, man. Y'all go check me out. Follow me on IG, Jarv Graham. Jarv, do it for the Graham. But uh, it was uh, Psalms. Nope, it was Proverbs. Man, hey, just know oh, I read man. the Bible verse. Uh, uh, By the time you're hearing this, the story would have already cleared. You'll uh, so uh, we'll never know. So the Bible verse is in Proverbs. But uh, the Bible verse is uh, laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Wow, that's crazy. So poetic. Where boy. the and heck were you this morning? You know what's crazy? You didn't even say where you got it. You just put the Bible verse without even putting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want people to know that I got it from the Bible. I wanted people to be like, dang, that's deep. And then when they look it up, find out that it was in the Bible. <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, snap, Jarvis be reading. It's Proverbs 14, 12. So it's Proverbs 14, 12. I should remember that. But uh, yeah, so it's like, man, how poetic is that? That's but, uh, you know, I think it kind of sounds Proverbs 14, 12. Proverbs 14, 12. You got to read the you New Living. 13? 14, 12. Because 12 is, there is a way that seems right to a man, but. In... No, Proverbs 14, 13. My fault. Proverbs 14. 13. And the icebreaker of the day is. Uh, read Proverbs 14, 13 so I can be right. Even in laughter, the heart may sorrow, and the end of mirth may be great. Now, those are words. That yeah, I yeah, yeah. Use. Read the uh, New Living Translation, and then you'll get the same thing as I said. Since you want to fact check your boy in Proverbs 14, 13. Dang, get off my back. I had to remember this. Even in laughter, the heart may ache. Okay, so yeah, I read it in a different translation, but it was, uh, uh, there is a way that, reading the wrong verse, it was, uh, laughter can conceal a heavy heart, but when the laughter ends, the grief remains. Uh, that's how I've been, man. I think I've been, like, joking around a lot, but then I've just been randomly angry or randomly sad, and it's like, man, these emotions have been all over the place, but whenever I'm laughing, you know, I feel better. But then, like, you know, when you alone, everything just sit on you, you know. Just sit on you. Well, Made me think bad. of this song. Made me think of this song by Nate Dogg, uh, the prophet, the late, great Nate Dogg. And it was uh, Never Leave Me Alone. Y'all go check that out on y'all. Yeah, y'all free times, man. I definitely got to go check that one out. But, uh, yeah. But as we kick off our icebreaker, Shannon, you're going to be the first one to answer this one. Okay. So let's think back, right? Outside of your family, because we know you have a big family. Huge family. What's up to all my cousins out there? Yeah. But uh outside of your family now, who is your longest friend? Like what friend have you had for the longest time? Where they were your friend back then and they're still your friend now. It can be even a family friend, but like Oh, my friend near me. Hey girl, what's up? Like I was like, we formed this friendship when I was in kindergarten. We're still friends. That's what's up. That's what's up. Like what? Twenty five? Yeah. That's what's up. Twenty five. Like twenty years of friendship. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Now she's getting married. 
Come on. Hey, talk about it. I'm like, girl, what? Talk Hold on. It. Let's see how good y'all friends. You in the wedding? I'm, I'm, I'm doing too much. I'm oh, okay. the MC. I'm a bridesmaid. What? She's trying to make me the makeup artist, but I said no. Yeah, that's your real friend, Derek. You need to be listening up, boy. I want to be doing too much when you decide to not, boy. Okay. Hey, I want to be doing too much, cuz. <laughs> what about you, Derek? Man, who was your longest living friend outside of your family members? Oh, man. Um, longest living friend would be Paul, um, another gentleman that I, similar to Shannon, have known since elementary school. Um, yeah, man, a whole bunch of freaking firsts with this cat. Uh, first time probably drinking some alcohol, probably with this fool. Oh, no. Um, running away from the cops, you name it. We, we've kind of sort of done a lot. Um, we ended up moving away, so obviously that can always create some distance. But yeah, now my man lives in Philly, here in South Florida. Mm-hmm. He's out here working on baby number two and, and working on building this family. And uh, yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Uh, my guy is uh, Ronald, Ronald or Kendrick, whatever the man want to call himself at the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Give us alias. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he might be on the <laughs> I wouldn't even consider a buddy uh, a friend at this point. He's basically family. You know, I've known him all my life. He started off as my sister's best friend. Like when they were like really baby babies, uh, their godparents were both like, uh, they both had the same godparents. Mm-hmm. So then from there, you know, by the time I was born, they were already had their bond and the, our families know each other. So, you know, I know his peoples, he know my peoples. And like so much so where I remember one time when I was in college, I came down to, uh, I came down for like vacation, like, right. you know, summer, uh, winter vacation. And as I'm down, I get a call maybe about two weeks later after I go back up. And uh, while I'm in college, <laughs> I get the call. My mom was like, how come this fool Ronald ain't go home, man? This boy, the boy, the boy came and spent the whole the whole winter break with me and then stayed at the house man, on that couch when I went back. So, that's you know, Cub will move in on you, man. That's but, a cousin. Yeah, that's that's a, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell people we cousins, but then when his real cousins come around, it's like we got to switch our titles. Uh, <laughs> we got to switch our titles. <laughs> So, one of us? <laughs> so today we're gonna talk about friendship. How many of us have them friends? Someone that you can depend on. Friends. friends. Stop. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna talk about friends. Oh man, as we dive into friends, what is the importance of friends? Before we even get to that question, can I got a couple of Bible verses I want you to read, my brother. Uh, can you go to Proverbs? Man. Oh, boy. So once we get to Proverbs, uh, he said, once said, oh, boy, yeah, it came wrong. Once we get to Proverbs, go to uh, chapter 17, verse 17. This is what they talk about when they talk about friends. Yes. Proverbs 17, 17? Yes. It reads, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Yes. And I know we talked about that verse a little while ago. Now let's also, let's go to Colossians 13, uh, 3, 13. Colossians 3, 13. Colossians 3, 13. I bet. So that reads, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. Mm, So as we talk about friendship today, I want you guys to think about what is the importance of friendship and what qualifies somebody to be considered your friend. So y'all go ahead and think on that, man. Um, you know, the funny thing, I mean, I think now it's changed back then. So even as I think of my relationship with Paul, like, it was much, like, I think kids are the easiest to be friends with. I mean, they don't, listen, like, (laughs) hey, back to, like, the kingdom being, being, you know, in the hands of the children, like, they're just so simple. They're just not, they're not complicated enough, you know, uh, too 
uh, invested in their emotions to, you see what I'm saying? Like, they're go with the wind. Um, so for the most part, I mean, as long as you shared a common interest, you were, you were, you were a homie, you know, like me and Paul, we rode bikes to school. Um, I don't know, like he was Spanish, I'm Haitian. It's not like we even had, you know, we're both foreign, I guess, but I don't know. It didn't really take much. We kicked it in the neighborhood just back in the days. We actually used to go outside and do stuff. Mm-hmm. It was a heavy soccer head. I didn't know not a damn thing about soccer. Um, so like, but I, I think whatever we had that was mutual, whether it was a school, whether it's the fact that we were bikes together, or the fact that we were relatively the same age, um, was enough. There wasn't really much of a, um, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't too much requirements per se in regards to friendship. Um, but yeah, whenever I, I like this verse, I mean, I, I was thinking the, the Proverbs one, the idea of um, um, brothers built for adversity. I, I think, um, and, and I'd have to go back and really dive deep into what this verse is saying because it, 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 it almost seems as if it's two different things, but I think it's saying one of the same. A friend loves at all times. So I, I think that's, that's crazy because, you know, if you have any friendship with anybody, um, yeah, sometimes they can definitely test your love. You know, you, you, you'd be ready to you know cut them off over some stupid stuff, whether it yeah. be you tripping or them tripping, but you'd be like, all right. Uh, but yeah, in the idea of a brother is born for, for a time of adversity, Someone's like almost like it's tying the two into each other, even though we may see them differently. Yeah. You, know, you have sayings like blood is thicker than water and stuff like that. Yeah. Um you go closer to somebody through adversity. Correct. So um yeah, I mean friendship, I, I think uh yeah. it's 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 a decision that you make, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Side note, man, I grew closer to you a couple of weeks ago when we went to Georgia. Mm-hmm. He was getting on my nerves, man. I don't know if you remember, All boy. Takes is one trip. We were about to have, we were about to have some adversity. <laughs> we were about to be, we were about to be brother brothers, boy. You're about to get all of your brotherhood, then, boy. Just let me know when you're ready. I got some brotherhood for you. So, <laughs> oh, all my adversity. Let's sit down. Oh man, so Shannon. What do you think as far as that goes? What do you think qualifies somebody to be considered your friend? And what is the importance of friendship to you? Okay, so it's crazy. I've been like in this bubble of, well, before COVID. It's like 2020 was like friend year. Because I realized that a lot of the people who are around me are my family. They're like my cousins. Again, I have a huge family. So it's like getting out of the bubble, hanging out with all my cousins is like, uh, yeah. you know, everybody's always like, Oh, we got this going on, let's go do that. So, creating time to actually pursue relationships with other people, so it's been a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, like with you guys referring to the verse in Proverbs, um, I feel like when you go from friend to brother or friend to sister, it's like a maturity that happens, yeah, in the relationship. So, you know. It's one thing to be loyal, but when I'm down and out, who am I calling? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's where you get that brother or that sister out of the individual. But I mean, to go back and 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 to kind of see what makes someone a friend, I think <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out, guys. <laughs> wow. But I'm 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 just saying, like in the terms of what the adult version looks like, because like I was always a person who could like connect with different kinds of people as well. Mm-hmm. So it'll just be like, okay, cool. But like now, you know, you were like, oh, I'm not a FaceTime person or text me. Oh, I'm not a phone person. So it's kind of just like, well, I'm a phone person. And it's just, it's weird being an adult trying to have friends because everybody's just like so picky and yeah. I don't like this or I don't like her or I don't do this. Yeah. Where you see, um, Derek was talking about his friend. They came from two different worlds, but they made it work. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. being an adult and, I, and having friends. And weird. I think we, we, we grew up in a society that has so many different boxes. Like, hey, we're coworkers. Hey, we're acquaintances. Hey, we're family. Right. Hey, we're friends. It was like, yeah. Where do you play? Oh, that's a stranger. Or oh, he just know my name. Why no I new friends. Away, no new know? friends. Oh, no yeah, new that friends. Whole thing. No, no, no. Everything. I was just like, okay, so yeah. no one wants friends. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I ain't going to lie to you, man. I agree. I feel like we do put things in boxes. I personally have always been the friendly guy. You know what I'm saying? People just comfortable with me. Like, even when like, I was, wasn't even nice. Even now, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not even nice to do it. I know. I can be so unfriendly at times and be so distant. And then, like, you know, I can quickly flip back and people be like, oh, he's so nice. He's so cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and people enjoy being around me. And then I'll go off on them and I'll apologize. Go and off. <laughs> so it's like I, I – <laughs> I don't know how, how like, you know, I've always been, like, the dude that had a lot of friends. You know what I'm saying? But uh, even with being the guy who had a lot of friends, I don't think I had ever, like, the brotherhood until more recently. You know what I'm saying? So my friendships were not willing to go through adversity with me. I think it was all surface relationships where once Jarvis becomes Jarvis or once they show their true colors, we're not going to work. You know what I'm saying? It, it was always when adversity came, we quit. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was me leaving or them leaving. So for me, I've always looked at friendships as temporary. You know what I'm saying? I always looked how the timetable on most friendships. So even with people that I've been friendship friends with for years, it was times we had to take off because it was just like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It was a time period where we were beefing and we wasn't going to solve our problem. Right. So it's like, I'm good off you. And then years later, we don't even talk about it. We just yeah. randomly start talking again. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I've i always put a, a time limit on relationships. And it goes back to like almost rejection in a way where you feel like somebody's going to give up on you. So you give up on them Come on now, first. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Beat, beat them to the punch. That's it, baby. So, That's <laughs> so I, I'm learning that friendships like require, like it requires the willingness to fight for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning that friendships require a fight. It shouldn't be something that you look at as easy. And it's very important because the first thing that God said wasn't good was it's not good for a man to be alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we always look at it as marriage, but it was more talking about people, having somebody around you, being like not having anybody. Yeah, relationships. So, you know, I think friendship is important because friendships, it was needed. Jesus needed real friendships. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He carried, he had them 12 dudes with him. He had them for a reason. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even in within that, he had people that he were closer with. So right. he had his group of guys that he was close with. And right. then within that, he had guys that he really did life with. So I think uh, friendships are very important, but I don't know if we've always valued them as we should. Uh, so I want to get a little bit personal for the next question. Then. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> uh, if you could think back to a friendship that may have not lasted and if you had any responsibility in that or, or what you can do to become a better friend, like what thing are you challenged with to become a better friend? I'll go first. I'm going to give you guys a little uh, wrap your head around it. Yeah. So, you know, one thing I know I spoke on a little bit, but my pride. Now I'm saying I think I, I I think I'm so willing to give up on people. You know what I'm saying? I think the fear of being rejected and the fear of like, you know, you you disrespect Jarvis. Now I'm saying so for me it's always like a thing of I I would rather I don't fight for relationships with if you don't want to be here, you ain't got to be here. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not going to fight for you like right. You, if you want to go, you can go. Right. Peace. Right. And you know, I I do as I go as far as like you know unfollowing people. Like I don't want to see you after we not cool oh, no you more. Dead, boy. Like, I'm dead. Petty Betty. You know what I'm saying? All the way petty. But it's like uh, I feel like that's how I've guarded myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I think I rather not see you than feel the hurt of knowing that we're not friends anymore. So I think uh, that's where I've always been, like where my pride and my uh, my fear of rejection and then my, my giving up on people has always gotten in the way of me being a better friend. I know if I got over those things, I can be a better friend to somebody. So, yeah. What about y'all? Oh, thanks. Wow. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, but I think my thing is being emotionally conscious. Mm. I think I struggle with that a lot. Not I'm just like down the line with everything. Um, so I I can say that's where I've definitely failed in relationships, period. And I do see it um, trickle in as far as me interacting with friends. 
like me not, you know, not that I'm not caring, but there's just some things I'm just emotionally tone deaf to that I know if I do um, the right work inside that I'll be more aware of. So that's where I kind of like drop the ball. <laughs> Definitely all the bad friends. Um, I think of several different scenarios with several different people in which um, either I just went ghost, cleared it, left state, left town, didn't really say nothing. And these are like road dogs and would do like, you know, holla at and like do life with every day. Um, I remember it was one of my life where I was transitioning, I'd become a dad. Um, and a lot of the stuff that, um, almost like the Christian experience, you know, you become Christians, like everything shuts off. No more uh, rated R movies, no more music with cuss words, like you just, you just stop. Um, and for me at that time, the homie that I was running with, I, I just, and I think there is some wisdom can, that can be seen in the idea of, okay, hey, you know, don't um, find yourself partaking in the things that's gonna continue to put you in harm's way, you know, be irresponsible, stuff like that. Um, but there is, I guess, a certain care, there is a certain love in which you could do that with um, that I don't think I particularly went about. Um, I just I just switched up, you know, one second we linking up for Applebee's on Sundays, you know, kicking and laughing this and the third. And then now you can't find me, you know. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think that's been a repeated thing for me, though. Unfortunately, um, even up until now, I mean, like maybe about a year or two ago, I once again there was a transition in my life, and I just I just switch. There wasn't any, um, especially like when you think of like I said, love all the time and built for adversity. Like I mean, you you do day to day with people in which you know you're intimate with, transparent with, um, are kind of sort of, you know, seeing you through or providing you an ear to listen to you whenever you're going through something. Mm -hmm. And then you decide to just like change up for whatever reason. Um, but instead of like saying, Hey, you know, the same effort in the same, um, time that you're putting in talking to them through it, it's like the transition just happens. There's no, here's what I think I'm going to do. You know what I'm saying? So now it just looks like a. I was okay. I was good enough here, but while you're there, you feel like you could just handle that on your own. And I found myself having to go back and apologize to certain people, yeah. you know. Um, but I've definitely been the best friend. Yeah. I've definitely been the guy that, listen, roll dog, call me two a.m. I'm there, and then poof. Yeah, man. So I know. So I know. We we gonna have to do an episode on this. You call me two a.m. No, of course not. <laughs> uh, actually, it's crazy. I called you by accident one time late at night last week, and then you called back, and I seen a missed call. I said, what is he calling me for? But uh, side note, man, uh, you talked about apologizing, yeah. right? And as that pertains to friendships, yeah, I think apologizing sometimes can be viewed as I don't want to go through adversity or I just would neglect the problem. I just apologize for it instead of actually working it out. Because sometimes I think, you know, for myself, I think we apologize. Uh, what is it? The word pre prematurely. prematurely. There we go. I think we apologize prematurely just because we may not really have done something wrong or may not even see what we've done wrong as right. wrong at the time, right. but rather than go through it and like kind of figure it out or, are you or just, be angry? Like, ah, I'm sorry, man. Just go ahead, let it go, boy. Yeah. Hey, I'm sorry. I <laughs> like, dang, like, but even though I may not have apologized, so for me, man, I ain't gonna lie to you. I used to be a habitual sorry teller. Now, you know, the safe sorry. I'm sorry you felt like, or I'm uh, sorry if you heard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if you felt this. Way. <laughs> yeah, like, nah, I just used to say sorry. I'm sorry your feelings got hurt. With your soft self, <laughs> your little behind feelings, man. But Ooh, me, I've been okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the same sorry. What about that you, D Rock, man? Larry, do you feel like sorry has ever been like your escape at times? Um, have I felt like sorry has been my escape at times? I don't know. I never thought about that, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, go ahead and think about that. Cause you I told me sorry to. for something. Now yeah. I'm gonna, I just. <laughs> 
I apologize to you. What I look like? Apologize yeah. to you. Oh, apologize to I know uh, I started it, but <laughs> I know it was me. But yeah, man, you know, I feel like apologizing can be viewed as that sometimes, man. No, I could definitely, I agree with that idea. I'm just thinking about whether I've done it myself. If I've done it, I might have done it to ladies, unfortunately. Um, I think, mm-hmm. I, I think. For sure, as men, like yo, we're quick. Like, all right, man, look, kill it. Like, keep it sorry in my pocket. Yeah, look, keep that thing. No. Hey, uh, full. <laughs> keep me loaded with them sorries, because mm-hmm. I'd rather just tell you sorry than to have to drag through whatever you're gonna have to say, yeah. nag, try to get me to understand. Like, all right, my bad, I have to. Yeah. And I know, fellas, I'm snitching on y'all. We don't mean it. Yeah. We don't mean it. <laughs> Ninety nine point nine percent of the no, time. This is not happening right now. That's the only thing. That's the only thing which I can think of in regards to saying sorry like prematurely yeah. um, is when I may be dealing with a young lady. Um, yeah, I may just say, "All right, my bad." And I really haven't really processed what I did, but it's it's just a way to keep it short and sweet. We ain't gotta, you know. So picking back up on friends now. I uh, did Shannon say sorry? I don't think we had Shannon. What is she be saying? You be sorry. saying sorry, Shannon? You a sorry teller? I'm not gonna lie, it's really hard for me to say sorry. I'm like, I, 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 I'm listening to y'all story. I'm like, I don't know that man. Yeah, I've seen that man in the street. It's because you a girl. No, <laughs> I don't think that's the thing. I think I really, I'm a person who, like, I don't, I don't like talking for no reason. You know. Um. And if we're not in this place where both parties are taking responsibility for what has transpired between the you one and away. the two, yeah. I'm not that the conversation one is not healthy. Okay, because one side saying sorry and the other side say the other side saying, Yeah, you yeah, is yeah, sorry. Yeah. You you're sorry, boy. And then it's <laughs> like one person leaves with pride and the other person was actually trying to mend something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like it's unhealthy at that point. But when you're in a place where it's like, okay, I did this wrong, I'm sorry. And then the other person's like, yeah, I mean, I could have, you know, went about it a different way. Or I could have contacted you before A, B, C, whatever happened. And it would have been yeah. something else. Yeah. Accountability is beautiful, though. I think, I think as you're speaking, you know, I'm realizing like the accountability matters when you say sorry. Yeah. Because if you don't take accountability at all, the sorry don't mean nothing mm-hmm. to me, boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's real. I think as um as you're speaking, Shannon, I think a lot of times we, especially from man's standpoint, we we've got a um such heavy expectation sometimes on the response up from people on those conversations. Because um, as you're saying, I, I can think of, I haven't gone through it personally, but I've heard of people saying that, hey, yeah, like, so I was trying to apologize and they're looking at me like, oh, you tripping. I'm like, what the heck? I'm coming to you trying to be the bigger man. You see, like, it's almost like now I feel like the lesser man because I came to you. You're not giving me the response that I would like. Exactly. And then, you see, but I, I don't think, I don't think always, like, I think the goal should be to reconcile if, if that's what was to be um, had. Um, but I think sometimes we can be so. Like, because we always, just the human experience, already play the scenario out in our heads before we go in. Like, here's, 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 look, we got the whole game plan. Here's going to be the objections, and we're going to go through this, and then we're going to come through. Women, y'all do that as well? Y'all come in with a game plan, too? Like, this is how this conversation going to go? Or do y'all just go in and freestyle? I feel like, are we talking like it? Like, like if it's a confrontation, do you guys go into it like Derek? Yeah, where we 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 have because all men do this. We be having a game plan of what we're gonna say, and it never go how we planned nope. it in our heads. Personally, I can speak for myself. Personally, okay. I don't know how other like I'm in a place where I don't want to do the like I've done the toxic sorries and all that. Like yeah. I want to reconcile. Like let's get there because. Like, I want to make sure that as I rise in the morning, I am not rising with any offenses on mm, my back. Still I am rise. free. Yeah, I am know. feeling the sun outside. You know, that's where I am personally. So when I'm about to have a tough conversation with someone, I don't put expectations on it. You mm-hmm. might, we might walk out of here the best of friends or whatever, or you might not see eye to eye with me and I have to be happy and I have to accept whatever it is. I think mm-hmm. that's what I go in um, to every conversation with. Um, I think that's healthy. I think it's a safe place to be um, in all aspects, like mentally, spiritually, physically, because yeah. it 
all plays a part. But yeah, I don't I don't even do that. Like even with my boyfriend, like I don't even like be like, okay, he's gonna say this, or that, or that, or that, that. Cause then, whew, yeah. Long. <laughs> yeah, see. I got I think with men, we try to, and we don't do it on purpose, but we attempt to make it as short as possible. So our game plan is to go in and say what we wanted to say, and but it's always get thrown off because we never get the reaction we expect. So then we have to just freestyle, and freestyle and always fail for us <laughs> because it just then we just get mad, or the emotion come out of anger, or it comes out and be like, "Man, I don't even care about this thing." <laughs> but I'm don't crazy. you see it fester and like it reinvites itself in another occasion, like when you do it that way, where it's like you come in, you think you're gonna get something, and then that's just a whole freestyle, as opposed to coming to it as like, "Okay, I'm sorry," like with a clear thought. I don't know. I'm telling you, I always come into like if I know what like even if you say, Hey, you know, uh, I need to talk to you about something, right? And it cannot be about offense. I'm trying to figure out what you're gonna talk about so I'm I can figure, figure out a game plan. So I'm thinking about everything I did to you. So did I do this? Did I do this? Did I do this? So you want to be right. And then by the time I get to you, I'm apologizing for stuff. You're like, hold on, Jarvis. Like, I just want to see how your day was going. Oh, and it's like, dang. I thought like, and it's like, I got like, whenever I feel like it may be a conflict, I got to prepare. So, you know, I think, I think it's, it's, I don't know if it's a man thing or if it's just like. Has there been people. a point in time in your life where a conflict came and you weren't prepared for it and it just ate you up and you was in the car on the way home, like, damn, I should have said this. Yeah. I think that's why we mess you up. Yeah. Prepared or not prepared, I think I always walk away from freaking discussions like, damn, why should have said this? Yeah, I always miss on certain words. Like, man, hold on, she did this. Why did I let that slide? Like, man. And then I, I have had another conversation, or I don't, and I just hold on to it and keep it in my back pocket. Be like, man, this why I don't like you. And I ain't never talked to you about it. Even though we had our conversation, I felt like I didn't address everything. So let me hold on to what I didn't address because I addressed some of it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, yeah. So as we talk about all these things, yeah. what can we do to be better friends to your friends? Let's just take a look at a verse. There is First Thessalonians 5.11. see what they be talking about over there because uh, I think we're going to have some... Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. Hmm. Therefore, comfort one another and build up each other, just as you are doing. Uh, so the question is, what can we do to become better friends? Mm-hmm. Uh, so thinking about this verse, I think... We can be there for each other. I think uh, sacrificing is one thing. Sacrificing whether it's time, uh, finances at times, whether it's uh, pride. I think that's the best way you can be a better friend is to be willing to sacrifice. And the, the verse also speaks about encouraging and building up each other. I think correction is involved as well. So I think if you have a friend and you see that they're doing something that may be wrong, uh, I think correcting them. And that goes back to almost a sorry conversation where at times you can miss out on correcting people just because you're rushing to say sorry. Mm. But they may have just something wrong that what they need to be corrected. So I think uh, it's a, a matter of love to really correct somebody. So, you know, I think that's what makes you a good friend. Two things that make you a good friend. That's what we can do is to be better friends. That was good. I agree. 100%. <laughs> I do agree. No, I was actually talking to one of my friends about that. I was like, um, we came to a point where he felt, felt as if I was picking on him when it came down to me vocalizing um, whenever I would feel as if I was offended by his actions or whatever, right? And I had to explain that me telling you is actually an act of love, okay? Because I could just be letting you like offend me up and down the walls, and then when I see you, I just be like, oh god, here you go. 
or I could be like ignoring your text messages, like let like 30 minutes pass in between time, you know, just petty stuff. But I actually opened a forum for us that have a conversation like, hey man, you know how you did X, Y, and Z? I am like, man. And you ask me why I like it and I tell you and we move forward. Just in the same, I'll do that for you too. No, no, that's good. I think uh I think it's a lot of challenges, man, in that friendship you just said. But, you know, being willing to, like, you know, go through certain things together shows how much you really love each other. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's dope. Love always. Just like that, that verse was saying um, earlier from Proverbs, a friend's love at all times. Um, and honestly, love, you know, is, is, is the foundation. And how it is uh, manifested just depends, I guess, on the situation. Um, sometimes it's, it's, it's giving, sometimes it's rebuking, sometimes it's um, being there, and that sometimes it may be giving some space. Um, I think um, how I can definitely be a better friend is being present. You know, you don't need planning. <laughs> when I think of in our relationship with God, I mean, he's, he's always present. Even when we don't feel like he's there, it's because we walked away. You yeah. know? So I think um, even when our friends do walk away, you know, if, if that is the, you know, the loving response, we, we ought to be present. We ought to, um, you know, go through you know, what they're going through with them, um, pray for them. I mean, just, just so, so many different ways in which you could, you could be um, in someone's life. So in regards to being a better friend, I mean, in, in its source, it's, it's really learning the idea of loving at all times and what that looks like for that person in that season. Um, be ready for some adversity. Yeah. It may come, it may come all one time. Yeah. You know, have burgers and french fries. You I just got to be ready to just take it. I actually got some adversity I'm going to throw in here, man. Okay. I'm going to throw us off. Oh, boy. All right. We still going to talk about friends, but I'm going to throw us off. Bro. Uh. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, it says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Mm-hmm. And I just had this conversation with one of my brothers. Uh, Jackson, check out uh, the episodes we got with Jackson. We actually got two episodes with Jackson. Uh, but I was talking to Jackson, and I asked him a question. And we kind of dove into this because we dove into this verse. And it's also some other verses that uh, kind of support this. Uh, but it says, do not be misled. Bad company correct, corrupts good character. So now, as Christians, as Christ followers, as followers, people who are trying to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. So people that are trying to be like Jesus, yeah. right? So as as for us now, uh, can we have non-Christian friends? Absolutely. I think, mm, I feel like it's a trick question. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, um, okay. Like, I'll be honest. I have friends that are not Christians. I have friends who are like, what is she? Buddhist? A Buddhist. I think that's how you say Buddhism? Yeah. But um, I, I just didn't feel as if her being um, devoted to Buddhism was enough for me to just throw the friendship away. I feel like um, just over time, the growth, I've seen on both ends, just like personally, like uh, she was someone who dealt with um, her demons in the past. And I, and it's it's weird, but I still see God working in, in her life. You know what I mean? Like she overcame um, addiction. She left a really bad situation a couple of years back. Um, and all of that, I just see God's grace over her life. So I'm like, if God hasn't taken his hand off of her, why should I then say, mm. you're not my friend. You don't believe in Jesus. Mm. No, 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 no. Mm. You know? Since God didn't give up on her. You won't either. There you That's go. Beautiful. So, um, So I find myself in friendships with people who just, you know, don't believe in anything don't believe in jesus but god is there you know and i think it's just like a personal thing where you have to you know analyze what's happening are you at the club popping x 
because you hanging out with so and so, or are you guys at Barnes and Noble uh, sipping on coffee? Yeah. You know, decluttering thoughts together and and doing life with each other. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because it's like sometimes the 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 unsaid word is Jesus in the conversation. Does that make sense? Like, it's unsaid, but it's there. You know. Um, like God is evident in the midst. It's just that we're just not talking about love. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I'm challenged with that. You know, I do think that you can have friends that are not Christian, right? Mm-hmm. I do think you can have friends that are not Christian, and uh, I understand that they may have a different religion, and we're friends. But I feel like my goal is to always see you get saved. Yeah. I don't think that ever stops. I'm constantly praying for you. Yeah. I'm constantly wanting God to. Uh, to say, uh, to, I'm wanting, I'm wanting you to get saved. Like I'm wanting your salvation. You know, even though you may not be walking in that now, I'm constantly in prayer for you. If I consider you a friend, mm-hmm. and you know, for me, I was reading Francis Chan's book, uh, Crazy Love, and it, mm-hmm. it was talking about how God is the most important thing in the world. And like, as we're, I was in the book club, and in the book club, we were really diving into it, but God being the most important thing in the world, God being the most important thing in the world, and it's like. If God is the most important thing in the world and this is my friend, why wouldn't I want them to have God? So for me, it's always a goal, even if that's not something that they really want at the time. I'm constantly in prayer for it. And that's how I can still be a friend with a non-Christian. And, you know, I think it's also a who's influencing who. I know you talked about this a little bit. So, like, if my friend is out there, you know, influencing me to do things that I know is not of God. Right that's when I have to take a step back and say, hey, maybe this right. relationship can happen mm-hmm. because now I'm being pulled in another direction outside of God because of this relationship. But if I'm still growing closer to God and I can see this person growing, you know, closer to God as they grow, following me as a way, like following me as I follow Christ in a weird type of way. But if I can help this person grow closer to God, now this friendship seems fruitful. Yeah. But as soon as the, the friendship is no longer fruitful for this person or for myself, then it's death. You yeah. know, I think it's, it's one of the two. I think it's fruitful or death. So I think it's all about who's influencing who. And it's just like, I don't, I don't want to ever get caught up in this is just our leisure time, or I don't care where they are spiritually. I just love them. But it's because it's like, if I don't care where they are spiritually and I love them, it's kind of contradicting itself because if I figure that God is love and I'm not trying to give them God, do I really love them? Right. So, you know, that's my, always my challenge when it comes with uh, having non-Christian friends. Look at the fruit. This verse, man, it's <laughs> um, loaded. Uh, some translations refer to bad company as evil communications. Mm. Um, some more translate um, character for good manners, good morals. Um, you know, as I'm, I'm wrestling with the idea of what exactly um, all this means. I mean, there's, there's different references. Um, for instance, like in Proverbs 13, 20, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a command, companion of fools shall be destroyed. Like, Forsake the foolish and live and go in the way of understanding. This, I think the question, yes, I think you can certainly be friends with someone who don't believe in Christ. And I think, as you guys mentioned, the idea of who's influencing who, mm-hmm. um, what exactly is, um, I guess, the, the foundation of this friendship. You know, just like kind of like me and Paul riding bikes and being middle school kids in the neighborhood playing games, whatever the kids be like. There's always going to be a foundation to anything that you do. You know, it's whether it's going to be work, whether it's going to be, uh, you know, family. You know, but so I think as long as um, I, I am, I am bestowing love because when Christ came, I mean, I've always found that to be a little interesting. Don't get me wrong, in the Bible, don't. In the Bible, it always seems as if anybody and everybody he encountered knew him and was kind of almost anticipating him. Might be wrong, but it's just always been my perception. Hey, are you really the Messiah? Like, it's, it's almost seems as if like they're like, 
always been waiting for you. So in my head, I've always been like, all right, so where's those who don't believe in him? Like, where's the ones that didn't even know he existed? Or where's the Buddhists in this age? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be some more digging that I have to do. But I, I think you can certainly be friends with someone who don't believe in Christ. Um, but the foundation for the relationship, um, I, I think we just have a responsibility to always you know, present Christ, be Jesus, provide love, and I think allow, allow him to do the rest. Um, at the end of the day, all we're doing is sowing seeds. Yeah. All we're doing is sowing seeds. I mean, even those who believe, those who don't believe, we're just constantly sowing seeds. We're, we're being examples and allowing the Holy Spirit to do his uh, work within us. Yeah. Um, and may they catch on to the light. Yeah. May, may, they, may they see something and may they encounter Christ through, you know, uh, a conversation, experience, uh, witnessing of us just doing something. Quick question then, Derek. For you then, you said it's about sowing seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you then now, sowing seeds, do you feel like you have to come out your comfort zone sometimes for certain friends that aren't safe? Because, like, think about you and Paul. It's mm-hmm. a friendship that you had as a child. Mm-hmm. So if Paul isn't saved, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and you know that Paul does not, like, you know, rock with Jesus, mm-hmm. or Paul may be a, a Buddhist, like Shannon's friend mm-hmm. says, now, if I want to keep this relationship, do I have to now, like, not stray him out of his comfort zone to remain there? Or do I have to push him out of his comfort zone, you know what I'm saying, just because I want to be Jesus? I, I think I, I can lovingly challenge yeah. my brothers and sisters about what you believe in. Um, you know, I, I think there's some intentionality there. Like I said, because we'd have to really just stay in comfort. I, yeah. I don't think... We don't have to think about being a couple. We just we just stay there. It's, it's what we stay at. Um, I, but I, I think I can I can still lovingly challenge uh, and, and, and question and present some ideas back to some seeds and allow the conversation to go where where it needs to go um, without it. I, I don't think that I have to pull away. Yeah. I, I don't think it, I have to um, separate myself. You know, unless you know, a man's just directly speaking, hey, you know, Jesus, like blasphemy, Jesus doesn't exist. You know, he's he's dead. You know, oh, I don't no. believe in that guy. You know, like yeah. at that point, it's like, all right, cool. I'm uh, <laughs> you know, come out of you, uh, you demon. But no, <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, yeah, I don't I don't think that I have to clear it because yeah, you know you. We may not see eye to eye on that right now. That's good. That's good. That's real. That's real. Yeah, and I mean, even with your personal walk, you know, where our minds are constantly being renewed, you know, and we're constantly being transformed by the word that we're receiving personally, mm-hmm. you know, so it tends to enter in our life practices, you know, it enters in on how we forgive. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you experiencing a relationship with me where it's like there's this this purity when it comes to you forgiving me and maybe in my past it was kind of like oh someone held this against me all my life and you know you've really been struggling with someone forgiving you or you forgiving others and then you see my freedom of forgiving others and i kind of tell you where that comes from well christ forgave me yeah. You know, it goes back to the verse we were reading earlier. You know, Christ forgave me, so how dare I hold this over you? You mean? Yeah. And then you, you bring the person back to the Bible. That's why I'm like, it's like the conversation of Christ is there when you're actually in relationship with this person. You know what I mean? It's like, it's evident for us because we walk in the Word and we believe in Christ, so we conduct our lives in a certain manner. We have friendships in a certain manner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's yeah. there to to heal that's good. and mend. That's that that's good. that that's why I'm still friends with my Buddhist friends. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's crazy because you brought up Christ forgiving you, and it just made me think. Because you know I was like, yo, we got to finish this with the gospel, and it's like, wow, there it goes. Because it's like every friendship should resemble the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you go into the friendship and it's love, it's peace, and then sin. Sin enters where it's a wrong done, it's an offense done, right? So the only way that this offense can be uh, rectified is a, a sacrifice, 
mm-hmm. right? So somebody has to let something go. Yeah. Like what? Like somebody had to let something Ooh, go. On, so you yeah, look at <laughs> look at God. You know what I'm saying? So Christ is the ultimate sacrifice. So yeah. so Christ was re- required for our relationship with God. So it's now our responsibility to figure out what it required for our relationship with another person. So once we're willing to make that sacrifice, now we can have that everlasting relationship, like the everlasting relationship we have in God. And that my friends is the gospel. So, you know, as we tie that in, I want to just thank you for coming today, Shannon, where can we find you at? We know you do makeup, promote everything you got going on. Okay. Hey guys. My name is Shannon Ann. I am the owner of Sybil's Cosmetics. You can follow that on IG at Sybil's Cosmetics. That's C-I-B-I-L-Z Cosmetics. And um, you can follow me on my, well, it's not really a personal page, but <laughs> you can see me in action at, uh, sh- well, what is it? Wow. Ooh, dang. Changed my name too many times. Okay. Ooh, I'm gonna edit this right. Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, so you can follow, <laughs> you can follow me on IG at Shannon and M U A. Yes, and that's on Instagram. It's not really personal. You get to see my work and everything like that. But yeah, I had a great time with you guys. Look at God. Yes, thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank, you. thank you for coming on. A joy. Thank you. You know, I try to be bright. Thank you. Got a personality on you, girl. <laughs> hey, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Sure. Stop, hey, subscribe, share, comment, rate. We'd love to hear your feedback. And always, 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 definitely appreciate you guys to take time out of your day to listen to us. Lord, we choose. We choose. Yeah, what a friend we have in Jesus. Catch you later. <laughs>